0: Hey, everybody, I have something for you. Now, when someone says they have something for me, I always think it must be cake. Uh, I don't have cake for you. I have live appearances, live dates. Not as good as cake, but it will be fun. I'll be in conversation with the author Margaret Lee on March 15th in Oakland at A Great Good Place for Books. And then I'll be in conversation with the author Jeff Zentner on May 1st for his first adult novel, Colton Gentry's Third Act. And that will also be in Oakland at a great good place for books. And who knows? Maybe we'll have cake. I'm Alex Green, and this is Stereo Embers, the podcast. Check this out. the music of Kula Shaker, a band which features my guest today on the program, Crispin Mills. Let me tell you a little bit about Kula Shaker and Crispin Mills. Formed in the mid-90s in London, Kula Shaker quickly emerged as one of the most dynamic and engaging musical acts around. Now, they were technically post-Britpop, but take bands like Oasis, Blur, Pulp, or Suede and ask yourself if they ever sounded like this...
1: The
0: answer, of course, is no. Mixing psychedelia with traditional Indian music and pop, Kula Shaker tore it up right out of the gate with their debut album K hitting number one and making them immediate superstars. Over the course of their career, they played Glastonbury, Tea in the Park, the V Festival, and they supported Oasis at their legendary Nebworth shows. Singer Crispin Mills is the grandson of the Academy Award-winning actor Sir John Mills, and he's the son of director Roy Bolting and actress Haley Mills, who you might remember from the 1961 film The Parent Trap. Now, Crispin Mills got into ancient Sanskrit texts as a young man, and he carried their wisdom into his adulthood. He also got into 60s pop, psych music, and he was a big fan of The Doors. Now, this is for all you pub quiz people. He played with X-Ray Specs early on in his career, and he appeared on the Prodigy's The Fat of the Land album. And when Kula Shaker were on hiatus, he played in a band called The Jivas. Also, he happens to be a writer and a director. He wrote and helmed the Simon Pegg film, A Fantastic Fear of Everything, and he has other projects in the works. With Kula Shaker, he's put out six marvelous albums, including K, Pilgrim's Progress, First Congregational Church of Eternal Love and Hugs, and their brand new one, Natural Magic. A riveting return to form, Natural Magic finds the original Kula Shaker lineup reunited. And the results are stunning. This album is fantastic. It's an energetic blast of psych pop that's redolent with rich hooks, textured instrumentation, and melodies galore. It's fabulous work. And Crispin, he's a fabulous guy. So here you go. Me and Crispin Mills of Kula Shaker having a conversation right here on Stereo Embers, the podcast.
2: a great gig in san francisco in um in uh september and um we played at uh the union yeah and it, it was great it was uh, we had a really hard tour i lost my voice in the midwest and it was very uh, very um uh, disappointing but i managed to get it together in time for the west coast <laughs>
0: What does one do when one is a singer and one's voice vanishes? What do you what do you do? You freak out.
2: <laughs> it's the great fear of every singer, you know, that's is that's they become the singers become very neurotic about, you know, people with colds and stuff and um you know um actually uh you know somebody sent me a amazing meme of, uh, you know, Milli Vanilli just saying they never canceled any dates on tour.
0: (laughs) Yeah, their voices stayed remarkably untouched. (laughs) I think there must be a little bit of, especially when you're not from the States, and you're in the middle of a tour, and something like that happens, and you think, like, do we have to go home? Like, what do we do? I mean, I imagine the panic is very real.
2: Well, we went, um, I went into uh, a doctor, well, I, I was, they had a problem, I had a, some kind of a, I don't know what it was, I think it was exhaustion, actually. And uh, we did a gig in Toronto and, and it was going and I thought I might cancel that night. And the crowd kind of sang along and, and kind of got us through the gig. It was, it was an amazing night. And I, in the, in the morning, and when we were flying to Detroit, um, I was very concerned, I had a doctor meet me at the other end and i got very well acquainted with uh michigan uh you know medical staff and uh, uh people are really nice i i really i really I, I you know we we love we love playing america and uh we were just really disappointed but we're we're coming back soon and uh looking forward to to making amends um uh you know we we've been on on this kind of you know, we've had this chunk of our lives where the, we would do an album every four years or five years and part of it was because we we we'd kind of broken up and then we got back together in, in very much a sort of cottage industry running our own label and also you know everyone was doing other things and had other lives and families and so it became it was no less important but it was just fitting in within our our life at that time and this album, this album, and and the last one, we kind of had just decided we're gonna get back into it and really commit, you know, to to to, you know, getting into the momentum of of making music and, and then when Jay returned after, <laughs> you know, very long weekend, with Oasis and uh, various Gallagher's, as we put it. You know it was a we it was a strange sort of going back to when we were kids and and um when we made this record we we were we were working stuff out live and we we were going into the studio whilst we were were playing live so we do some gigs and when we go back to the studio and we were working in brighton which is you know um down on the south east coast and we would stay in a bed and breakfast uh sorry not a bed, an airbnb and um it had it had one of those iron spiral staircases in the Mm. middle of the house you know and then uh, and then paulie's room was at the top of the staircase and the two rooms at the bottom it was just like the monkey's flat and you know we'd all live together as kids and, and um you know, we'd all prided ourselves in being a real band, you know, real bands, you know, who all <laughs> live together and have have that kind of bonding camaraderie. Uh, and uh, so it was really weird all ending up back living together again and slipping back into the old dynamics and really enjoying each other's company, enjoying being the four of us again.
0: Yeah. And it's nice to have the gang, the original gang back. And I will say that There was this kind of um, COVID way of making music where like, we're all going to zoom in and play our parts. (laughs) Um, And that sort of flies in the face of the idea of everyone living together, like, you know, the band and Dylan and right. Um, And I think with this record, I love everything you guys have ever done. I love all your albums, but this is my favorite. And it feels, it feels weird to say that because I love the other ones, but this is my favorite. It feels so confident and so strong and so cohesive. And I wonder if that's just the redoubling of um, the gang getting back together, the um, that sort of momentum, that kind of um, friendship. And that's the cohesion I'm hearing. I just love the album.
2: That's that's really great to hear. Thank you so much. Um, I think for sure it's, uh, it, it's certainly, you know, when you make, you know, intention, when you make that decision to 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 go for it again uh, it, it you'll you it will come out in the music you know and our our um, um, a guy a guy we worked with uh, when we started off a guy called Kevin Nixon who was our manager back in the day he kind of you know he came back for a while and he was you know encouraging us and working with us and you know helping to sort of focus that intention again and you know and um it's it's there's a magic in in chemistry, you know, there's a magic in the right people being together at the right time and you just can't plan it. But but so much of it is that decision that you make to go for it and and it and when the ti- when it feels right when the timing, um, you just know it and, and uh, you got to just kind of it gives you a confidence when you know you're in you're in the right moment at the right time. And and we had still, even though we we're kind of very so ambitious in wanting to, to for the band to kind of start moving again and um, and to 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 break out of our little cottage scene, which was comfortable but you know it was quite small and self-contained. Um, we're still playing for each other. And when you when you get that family back again, you realise you are actually first and foremost playing for each other. Oh, Jay's gonna really like this. Oh, Paul and da Everybody's making everybody else um, you know, a smile. And that that you're that you are the first audience. I didn't I don't I never realized that until uh Jay came back.
0: Yeah. And it wasn't as there. though you were out of touch with Jay, you guys were still friends, he just he just was had another job.
2: Well, you know, we had said to him, "We're going to start making records again, and we're going to, you know, get the band back together again, man." But uh, he he had a, you know, he he'd made a commitment to them, and he, and it was totally fine, and we just we we took we understood, and there was no hard feelings at all. we had a good job, and he was having fun, and also he was having his own life, you know, and and everybody was doing that because everyone had got kids and da da da. So you know, you you've got to kind of let everyone has to be free to go and do other things and that that's when you're all sort of happy, you know you're there because you want to be there. So, um, I hadn't seen Jay for years, for years and years and he is a bit of a hermit anyway I mean he, he is how he looks, he is like, you know, Gandalf the wizard, and he, he arrives exactly precisely when he means to arrive and and he came back at the right time, we met in a very old pub. In Sussex, one of the oldest pubs in southeast England, and it was a suitably medieval place to meet a guy who looks like Jay. <laughs> <laughs> he really is. Yeah. So it was great. It was great. It was very really happy, happy uh, reunion, and it's still, still happy.
0: There is even something wizardly about the way he plays.
2: Yeah, exactly. Because you know, there's so many great players out there, and and you you've kind of got to understand and and be comfortable with your own character. And he he's unique, and um, you know, it's yeah. You got he's it. It sounds how he looks. <laughs> so, <laughs> I think wild. in terms
0: of cohesion, I think like I'm a huge Stone Roses fan. Second Coming doesn't sound like a cohesive record. I'm a huge Oasis fan the last few albums don't sound cohesive and you wonder if the bands can realize it at the time whereas like for you guys on this album could you feel like oh there's something really cool happening here like that's bigger than the music there's something unmistakable almost mystic about the energy in this in this room among these people
2: yeah I think so for sure I think we just we just knew that this was the time to go for it actually when we met Jay in this old pub, he did say, "I've I've been getting signs anyway from the universe that this was coming." So he already knew it was going to happen, and uh, so he said, "Well, that's good. That's good. It's good that Jay already knew." <laughs> Next time, can you send me a message so I'm so I get to know as well? But uh, no, absolutely, it's uh, it it is the, the the cohesion. I, I hear it too, and um, and uh, it's it's great. It's great to be part of.
0: Yeah, what's cool about the album also is that it feels like a proper album there's a beginning there's a middle and there's an end which you know go figure
2: we've always tried to do that you know and um the 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 thing with this album was was much we were very strict about the arrangements because we were trying uh stuff out live in, in in front of the audience so we were we were touring the first congregational church of eternal love and free hugs which is uh, the the longest title if no one can remember it, all they can remember is that they can't remember it and you know we we're already playing new material and and or stuff that was relatively new and and so putting new stuff even more new stuff in the set it had to be quite punchy and and tightly arranged and it reminded us of when we were when we were starting off when we were always the support band you know we only had half an hour, you know, 35 minutes tops to really make an impact. And so, you know, you end up, you get, you get very, um, get strict about, about getting that whole experience into, into a, into a economic, tightly arranged, um, a song structure and performance. And, you know, it, 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 it's like a lightning in a bottle, you know, if you can, you can give it that kind of, a that kind of container but a lot of pressure and pressure and the pressure is good. The pressure creates the excitement
0: in terms of putting an album out now at the age that you are with the career that you've had, is it sort of easier in some ways? Um, because maybe when you're younger, there's so much ego and there's so much youthful worry and maybe Mm. vanity is a part of it. I don't know. Um, I've no idea, but as we get older, um, one of the things I like about getting older, um, is it's easier to sort of get rid of that stuff and sort of it's more it's pure become a writer it's easier to just do the thing and not worry so much about how it's received and how you look and what people think
2: yeah that's a that's a really healthy uh approach and 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 I think you know some people get worse some people you know kind of it's that if they're not if they're not trying to understand who they are and where they are and where they're going if they're not if they're avoiding that you know then they then they they become worse and they and all of the all of those things that you've talked about become more of a burden and and they just kind of go deeper into a denial <laughs> but like you're saying you know what there's a point where you realize god I'm just I don't know anything you know I thought I knew it all and I and and you know you have and you sort of face up to all your uncertainties as well, and you realize how, how unsure of things you were, and there's a, that's a sort of, it's humbling, but you it's also, it takes a lot of guts to face up to your fears as well. But there's also a point where you look back and you go, "Oh, wow! I was a really cool kid, you know." I'm like, "I wow, you know what? A, what an what an amazing thing it is to be young and so full of of ideas and and so you kind of got to sort of integrate, reintegrate that uh, hope and that imagination back back into the 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 black knight, you know, the the knight who's been through all those battles and. You know, learned learned the hard way. You know that that's even even you know being a guitarist, being being even being in a band. You know you're gonna have to you're gonna have to slog it out just like everybody else.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Do you feel? um, Because I know in some ways you almost have to grow up um, in the spotlight, um, which is not easy for a young person to do. uh, And some don't fare so well. Um, You know, how are you able to kind of protect yourself? in that time period or, or did you and how about now do you feel like a like a a different iteration of of that guy
2: yeah I, I I it's a hard question you're asking because um I you know when I was my mom grew up in the in the spotlight of, of of fame and you know found it very very hard uh and and like I said you know there's a point where you where you have to realize and be honest with yourself how hard you're finding it and that was certainly for her, for her, um, you know, took her years to sort of realize that all of the, all of the gifts that she had, all of the, all of the privilege, all of the luck, and all of the good fortune came at a very heavy price. And, you know, if you're, if you've been raised as a sort of a, you know, you know, a a traditional English person with those sort of English manners—you don't want to take yourself too seriously, and you want to be grateful and appreciate everything. The worst thing you should could do is complain, <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, certainly not publicly. But you gotta, you gotta grow up. You gotta realize, you know, which bit of it has been hard. And uh, so, for me, you know, I guess I—I I thought I was very arrogant. I thought I knew it all because I'd seen it happen to my mum, and I thought, wait, well, it won't happen to me. I can handle it you know but actually it was it's a big shock and it makes you um it makes you very uh insecure um it's uh, because uh, you know you're so exposed at a young age and um so you know that, and that was all part of me just leaving the band I just couldn't handle being that successful and we were doing very very well and so I was retired at 26 you know I was like I am like a footballer like, right. but, like twenty six, mate. You should. You're you're literally in your prime of your of your years, and and I, you know, couldn't handle it, and it took me quite a long time to to f- just just to start making music again without being neurotic and overthinking it, and and actually, um, but you know, it's it's a gift. You know these these things. You know, working through this stuff. It's a gift. It. will It's just uh, might might not seem at the time. You know and uh, and ultimately it's going to go into anything you do creative you know whether it's you know music or, or 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 whatever it is that you do spontaneously um or whether it's being a father or you know having a family or whatever you know it's it's all essential life stuff so it's good that i did it's a good that i did i got to grow up and it's good that i had that experience otherwise i'd just be a complete idiot <laughs> <laughs>
1: And it's a age of communication.
0: is very young. Um, I mean, but it's good that you had the realization that you needed to take a beat and, and think about who you were and, and what you were doing and why you were doing it.
2: I'll be honest with you. Part of it was the, was the, uh, you know, sort of wussing out. I just couldn't handle uh, the pressure, but the other half of it, which was just as real is that we had set out to do something incredible, which was to, to go and be, a spiritual, psychedelic, you know, rock and roll dreamers, you know, and take something really spiritual, just like George Harrison had done, and just kind of go out into the, into the, you know, the, the sewer of the, of the music business, and kind of like, you know, trip out the radio, just like, you know, was it was, you know, with that whole idea of like putting LSD in the water system. This idea that you would go and do a spiritual thing and just like put it out there and the, through the mass media, it was a kind of a crazy idea. Let's go and just disrupt the whole thing. You know, Britpop was really about just beer drinking, and in England especially, it was a, it was a kind of a a bit you know idiotic and um, and tame for us, and we we wanted to bring that kind of prankster um, attitude to spiritual life and uh and we did it on the first record and we were singing you know these spiritual songs and chanting in sanskrit and we were on the national radio we were touring the world and it it, that also confused us because we had done it on the first record like what do we do now (laughs) we thought this was going to take 10 years so that also freaked us out but you know we what what it is now is we we kind of know who we are and we know there's 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 much more to us and but what we've what we've kind of crystallized on this record is that that kind of core identity and and we've made sure it's it's in the in those kind of tight punchy uh kind of poppy rock arrangements that you can blow an audience uh off the stage with, you know, in two and a half minutes, you know, it's so that was the goal and and it's been a lot of fun, you know, trying to trying to pull it off.
0: When you came back, how what kind of inventory spiritually did you have to do or emotionally to go, oh, I'm coming back for the right reasons with the right impulses. I'm not making the same mistake and approaching it the same way I did when I was 19. What did you realize about yourself that made you go, oh, "No, this is from the right place"?
2: I think it's a, quite a long process because, you know, part of it was that um, I love making music, and um, I was, I, I was learning. Uh, those kind of things that you're talking about I was also working in film and I was also writing films and I made made a directed a couple of movies and so for me it's it's been like you know 20 years of working through it you know like work doesn't stop it's not like I know I left left the band when I was 26 and I kind of you know wussed out basically (laughs) but but you know life goes on and work goes on and you know I still had you know a family and bills to pay. And when you have kids as well, you have, you know, the reality of um, needing to work and also to show them by example, like, this is what you have to do, guys. (laughs) You have to go and like, it's a silly job. Like, yeah, dad jumps around on stage. And, you know, it's a funny job. um, But it is a job. (laughs) So you got to work through it. And gradually, you know, uh, I my first job playing guitar, where I got paid, was uh, p- playing for a band called X-Ray Specs. Uh and They were like one of the kind of one of the, you know, original art po- um, punk bands. And Polly Styrene was a, she was a, a real incredible character and very, very much ahead of her time. You know, but her thing was, you know, she became a, a Krishna devotee. And you know she was, she she loved me. Uh, she I met her at a Krishna temple, and she wanted to get me in the band. She loved me because she thought I looked like Brian Jones, and uh, she wanted me a good look in her in her band. I did some gigs for her, and I got paid. But her she was always going on about just be conscious. You know, you just got to become conscious of people, your environment, and people around you, and and yourself, and you know what what's really making you tick, and. Um, it doesn't make you neurotic you know and (laughs) self-absorbed it's just about kind of like you know that old gnostic saying you know know thyself you know you just got to you know be real about you know understanding and the more you know yourself the more you understand other people and you know the more you understand god you know so that she she was a real help to me i was lucky to to have met her and worked with her and i was Young, and she paid me five hundred pounds, and I spent the whole lot on a bag of Sense Amelia.
0: <laughs> How old were you when you played with Polly? I mean, I'm looking at your timeline; you had to have been young.
2: Yeah, right. yeah, you know, I was about six, sixteen or seventeen, and uh, that was my first job. And she paid me in cash, and uh, I spent. And uh, I was already a smoker, and 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 decided at seventeen I was going to quit smoking by just smoking pure Sense Amelia. <laughs>
0: Did you stay friends with her?
2: Yeah, I did. Yeah, and um, she got she got a bit cross with me when I formed Cooler Shaker and uh, was spending time on that, and she didn't she didn't take it seriously, and she said, "Oh well, if you want to do your little sort of 60s psychedelic band, fine, but you know, come back and you know get serious." <laughs> <laughs> she was something else. It was a real ca- character. Very, like I said, very very lucky to work with someone like her and you know like a real you know uh, being an original it's so much of it is about is about you know just thinking independently you know and just uh i saw a great Jim Jarmusch has done a really cool uh, documentary about the stooges and uh, I don't know if you've seen it you've seen it right yeah and they're saying like where do you fit in and and Iggy saying, I don't want to fit in with punk, I don't want to fit in with hip hop, I don't want to fit in, I just want to be, I just want to be, you know. <laughs> and, uh, you know, that I've always, I've always loved personally bands, artists, writers who are not bothered about whether they're fitting in or not, you know, because the, 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 the success will, will always come from having that kind of original voice and and, and love for what they do.
0: Yeah, i think the lazier journalists used to lump you know cool shaker in with menswear or something and it's like eh, i don't know I never, I never saw it that way
2: well at one point you know we had we were quite well groomed uh but only for not for very long <laughs> but, but uh, yeah i know what you mean it was it was i i don't know also the perception in america i have no idea what it was like or what it's like today um but i know that there's there's a lot of people who kind of got who got it who understood it and then it became you know like a little bit of a a little um sort of very sort of selective club <laughs>
0: Yeah. Well, the perception in America is that the guys in Kula Shaker live next door to the guys in Suede, who live next door to the guys in Oasis. The American um, sort of vantage point is that everybody's just lumped together in this kind of community.
2: Well, you know, it's not true. But at the same time, there is some truth in it, because uh, I was just not I just realized the other day, you know, because somebody was doing a saying oh we're doing an interview with somebody in manchester and and i said well why don't you talk to jay because i mean he was in oasis and i went hold on a minute alonza was played in the healers with johnny marr so that's like manchester royalty right (laughs) right there so it does seem like they all live next to each other but actually we're all quite spread out
0: you've said something that no one else has ever said that i've talked to which is the idea of thinking about what you're achieving and being honest with yourself about the effect that it's having on you, um, like you were talking about with your mother. And here we look at people in America, it's like you look at Britney Spears or Justin Bieber, um, even someone like Taylor Swift. And you wonder th- in terms of are you training a critical eye on yourself and and sort of you know, evaluating if this is taking a toll on you personally? And I don't know, that kind of introspection is really important. And I and I am glad that you mentioned that. Because I don't know if a lot of people think, like, is this killing me? Because you know.
2: Yeah. Well, um, yeah, you know, it may, or, or until it's too late, you know. What was that um film uh with, uh, with John C. Riley? Was it called Walk Hard or something? Right. <laughs> I just there was some clip of him in a in some bordello with a red light and he's surrounded by naked women and he's taking drugs and he's going this is a really dark period in my life (laughs) but at the time you think you're having lots of fun you know but (laughs) you never you know I mean the truth is all people you know they don't they don't you know get real and and, and until, you know, everything breaks down like we're just naturally people don't do that. They they'll just go until there's a problem. And it's the problem. We all hate the problem. We all hate these these roadblocks, but they they, they are what force us to grow. And if you don't grow, then you're just going to stay a, a child your whole life and you, and you're going to be, you know, no use to anyone. But I think
0: that also applies to the job that you're doing, the art you're making, the relationship that you're having. You know, I think a lot of people stay married, even though they probably shouldn't because of that that introspection that we're talking about. They don't do it. Um, it seems like if you applied that to every aspect of your life, that's might be the the secret to to not the secret, but that might be the way to to grow. Otherwise, you stay kind of arrested, I would imagine.
2: I don't know what the secret is. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. But for me, uh, for me, it was a case of, you know, um, to to practice what, what i preach I, mean, I was very very lucky i i, I like i say i'm a, i'm a very lucky person i've met some amazing people i'm, I'm lucky enough and you know I've, I've been married since i was 21 and um you know i'm lucky to 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 have you know lucky in love as they say and you know um i had uh, an incredible a spiritual teacher um like you know how many real holy men are they're out there like I, this I'm nobody believes they even exist I mean, everyone's so cynical I met one and I was able to, to kind of become you know a student of that teacher I mean I'm so I am such a lucky son of a gun and um, the all of the all of the, the things in my life that, that, have, that have been broken or you know problems with my dad or or with my uh, career or whatever it's all just pushed me and um ultimately it's led me to natural magic which is a great album which i'm flogging right now no but i really i mean i you know the if you are if you are if you are as you said you know with your writing you know you get to a point where you get you you, you just things become easier finally it does get easier and uh, you know that's it's been a joy to make this record. And we've put the work in and we've spent a lot of time trying to get it as good as we can, but but the kind of the, the inspiration and the it's been easy. It's been easy because it's it's for real. Do you feel more
0: creatively alive now than ever? Do you feel you're at the top of your game in some ways in terms of the creative impulse Um, to just get in there and and make stuff
2: yeah actually I do and I've told people and I found myself sounding a bit ridiculous to say this band is the best it's ever been the music is the best the writing is the best the playing is the best I'm the best performer I've ever ever been and I'm 50 you know and I you know I think I must sound completely deluded (laughs) and ridiculous but I, I I believe it wholeheartedly and um you know you know it's not it's not it's very very rare but it does happen i'm thinking of you know certain people like uh van morrison whoever have never lost it they never lost the gift and uh you know with movies you think people like you know like akira Kurosawa. you know that certain filmmakers they just got better and better and better and better but you do have to have those periods where it all kind of breaks down and then you kind of you know, reemerge again from your, you know, in the process, you know, and th- I'm speaking as a fan, um, you know, you got to go, you, you, all the people I know, you know, they, there's records um, it, and films, you know, tend to, and writers, you know, you go, it's cyclic, you got to go through periods of where you become more internal and then you kind of reemerge and have some great new <laughs> breakthrough, and we certainly feel like that.
0: Because artistic decline is a real thing. I mean, we we you see it in musicians, you see it in actors. Um, you know, I don't know too much about painting. It seems like the painting the master seemed to get better as they got older. Um, but artistic decline is something that I imagine that is a scary thing for a creative person.
2: Yeah, I, I think um, it, it can be. It can be. You know. Uh to do with with physical issues of you know being ill or I don't know arthritis or whatever it is that's kind of getting in the way but obviously the most important thing is that if you're not you're not you're not in, in in staring at the world in wonder then it's all it's all over isn't it you know that that's what you're trying to communicate is even if you're even if you're staring in wonder at the suffering of people or that, that you know, ultimately, it's the it's the humanity that you that, that you're trying to express, whether it's comedy or <laughs> tragedy, it's still it's the human condition and how human humanity perceives the world. If you don't if you dry up, it's all over.
0: I like the idea that there, there's a mischievous side to Kula Shaker is kind of a cool idea that you guys are a little bit subversive in the in the early days and trying to sort of, um, you know, stir things up a little bit, which is a very punk rock kind of spirit in in what you were doing. Um, is that mischievous element still there, and how does it show up in the work?
2: I love the Marx Brothers. You know, if you want to understand the Kula Shaker, like you know, take the Marx Brothers to India. <laughs> <laughs> I mean. You know, uh, and I'm not just being glib, you know, the the Marx Brothers, the, the, a movie would, like, in those early years at Paramount as well, and the movie would start, it would be a normal movie. There'd be some sort of romantic thread and a dance number and then the marx brothers would show up and those things would just get madder and madder and madder until you realize the whole story had just been trashed and then there's nothing for the movie to do but end because there was nothing left of it and 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 everyone left you know smiling and it, it was something like that it was i that kind of anarchy is very punk and it goes. It, it has its roots in in comedy, and and um, you know, there's a huge inspiration. Yeah,
1: because they got, burn
0: it all down, right? They they just burn it down.
2: They do, but they you're you're left with you know the laughter. You're left with those characters. You're left with that beautiful music that. Harper would play, you know, and you just, you know, it's like this other thing has been created inside you, but the movie has gone. It's nothing left of it. They've trashed it. <laughs> so, uh, um, yeah, it's very punk. You're right. Yeah, I didn't I
0: didn't know there was a through line between the Marx Brothers and Kula Shaker, but I think that's really cool.
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Why well, had we name checked him on this record, actually, you know? Like uh, I don't know, it's like yeah. You know, if you can name check Groucho Marx and Mahatma Gandhi in the same line, then yeah, it, it works.
0: Yeah, not easy to do. <laughs> Does it feel burdensome to make plans for the future with the band? Or is it easier to just say let's just roll it and see how it goes and 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 feel what we feel, um, or are you inclined to sort of go to plot out the future?
2: you have to have a a forward plan because this this four people and everyone's got families <laughs> and you know everybody has to report to their partner and you you know you just need a plan the re, the reality is you know we we're not just like sailing the sailing the seven seas and seeing what adventures befall us but that plan you know is full of unexpected twists and turns but in terms of like a creative plan, um, we're you know we're already thinking where where this record is going to take us and and what what the band can has has got to, to say that it hasn't said yet, and um, so we're we're yeah we're full we're full of ideas and we're excited and like I said we're we're rehearsing today um, we've been in the studio and. Um, you know we're trying to trying to balance out working on new stuff with with getting the show together
0: the new is it shows. safe to say you're you're uh, happy as you've ever been
2: yeah as yeah absolutely for sure yeah yeah that's a good way of looking at it we're great we're grateful you know grateful for what we have and and grateful for the for the for the journey and grateful to have an audience you know really I mean our music doesn't really take shape doesn't really become consummated till we play it in front of an audience and we're you know lucky to have fans that kind of get it you know we we feel like there's a sort of an understanding and um and then it our our gigs become very, very um yeah, they've become like sort of happenings, you know. It's it's quite, uh, you know, it's quite it's quite a a, a flow a flow of energy.
0: I, I think that you this album is is remarkable, and you've you've done it yet again. So congratulations on
2: it. Well, that's f- fantastic to hear. I'm thrilled thrilled uh, that you should say that, and uh, I hope you get to see us soon. And uh, I would don't lose my voice. I'm grateful for your time. Thank you. Take care, man. Nice Thank you to you. meet you.
0: Go. Crispin Mills of Kula Shaker. Really nice guy. The album is called Natural Magic. It is fantastic. Didn't mean for that to rhyme. uk is where you need to go to find out what's happening with Kula Shaker and maybe pick up the music, pick up some merch. You'd look really good in a Kula Shaker t shirt. I mean, that could be the missing piece in your wardrobe. You pick up one of those and it just pulls it all together. And suddenly, there's no hipper person in town than you. You can find me on the very unhip Twitter at Ember's Editor or on Instagram at Ember's Podcast or email me, editor at StereoEmbersMagazine.com. Bombshellradio.com is where you need to go to find out what makes our radio station tick. 24 hours a day, 7 days a week, 367 days a year. I It's 365. I just wanted to throw you a curveball, add two days, and just see what happens. Stereo Embers of the Podcast is available on all podcast platforms. Go to the one that you use, you know, the one you're comfortable with. Subscribe, rate and review, and tell all your friends. Let's close the show with a longer listen to the title track from Kula Shaker's fabulous new album, Natural Magic. Enjoy it, and thank you as always for listening. To Stereo Embers, the podcast only right here on Bombshell Radio.
1: You